Hi there, Elaine Addison here and thanks for tuning in to To Sum It Up, Pay It Forward podcast where I have the greatest pleasure of speaking to a small business owner and hearing about their why behind their business. What have they learned along the way? They're going to share that with us too and they also get the opportunity to pay it forward and thank someone that has helped them on their journey. So stay tuned in to hear who today's guest is going to be. Hi everybody, Elaine here. I've just got another amazing guest with me today. I'm going to tell you, he's actually in a sunnier climate than we're in at the moment. And Wojciech, lovely to have you here. So tell me, uh, tell everybody, where are you currently and what do you do? Hi Elaine, thank you so much for having me. Uh, hello everyone. Um, I'm in Costa Blanca at the moment between Alicante and Valencia. Um, and after spell of rains, um, uh, we... Um, we have a really lovely weather today. Yeah, fantastic. I'm fantastic. So brilliant to have you here. And your company is called uh, Life Networker, which sort of speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? But obviously, we're going to dig more into that and, and what you do and stuff. So but I'm just going to ask my first question, as I always do. So everybody's got a story of how they ended up doing what they're doing. So tell us your story. Sure, absolutely. Um, so um, back in the days, um, since, uh, so, since I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. So uh, uh, I had my mentor uh, in the early days, um, who was a student of law, then he was a judge uh, in Poland. Um, and I just, I just loved the idea of being a lawyer, helping people with different problems. Um, so, uh, so I went, to, I studied law in Poland, and then I moved to UK. Um, uh, to visit my family initially and then as life happens um, I decided to stay yeah. uh, with big community in the UK of Poles so I said hey why, why don't you know I can help Polish here in the UK yeah. so I went to study here at, at, um, at Chester University then I went to legal practice course to become on the way to become a solicitor and uh, after a year uh, for of uh, a training contract I realized I actually hate it <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it was it was 10 years of education in Poland and the UK in total um, really? um, um, but I really found myself uh, embracing networking and social media business development um, that's actually um, one, one of my stories when people ask me, oh, Wojciech, how come you found a legal experience in this very challenging environment? Um, it was thanks to networking. Because mm -hmm. initially, when I was studying here in the UK, I was among people who were putting me down. They were saying, oh, you're not good enough. You're not going to become a lawyer with your accent, with your Polish heritage. No firm is going to invest in your career. Mm -hmm. uh, and th then I remember the words of my grandfather who told me that money comes and goes, but the most important thing in our lives are relationships. Uh, and he was a successful networking in networker in Poland. Mm. So I decided to go out there and do networking. Um, and uh, it was in Manchester, one of the job firms. Um, after the official part of the job fair, I joined a group of lawyers. We had a chat for half an hour. About we were talking about football mostly, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, after half an hour, um, one of the lawyers asked me, "Hey, Wojciech, uh, 
you know, uh, are you looking for work experience? If you do, well, why don't you try with us? You know, you seem mm -hmm. like a nice guy. And I started laughing because I said, Mike, I thank you so much for for the offer, but I actually applied to your firm and a week ago I got rejection. Uh -huh. And he said, Oh, forget about it. I'm one of the partners. And yeah, let's let's try it. And let's let's try on Monday. And I started unofficial work experience with one of the partners, and it was far more better work experience mm. than the official ones because I was following one of the partners and, you know, I was attending board meetings, client mm. meetings, uh, networking meetings with him and it was amazing. Um, so, uh, so, 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 yeah, and, and since then I realized, okay, I need to do more networking. So yeah. that, became, that became part of me, part of my, uh, part of my life. And um, uh, my whole career was around um, around networking. Uh, mm. And then five years ago, I decided to leave the corporate world, uh, the legal world, and set up my own business. Um, and at the same time, my fiance and my business partner, who was a partly qualified accountant, mm. he also didn't like to follow uh, <laughs> the, uh, the accountancy route. And she, she decided to find something else and she found her way in social media. Mm. So uh, at some point we joined forces yeah. and now we have our own business, Life Networker, which is growing. So it's kind of like two hats. So, yeah. just, so one is social media, the other one is networking and business development for lawyers and accountants. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that's an amazing story, isn't it? Wow. And the thing is, of course, the knowledge you've got, it's like anything, anyone who goes into a, perhaps a different business from where they thought they were going to, they've still got all that knowledge of the stuff they've done, which they take to their new business, which is obviously an asset for anybody, isn't it, that's uh, working with you. So how easy was it then to, to turn it into a business? Because you obviously, it sounds like a lot of it just evolved over time. And then obviously you, when you made that commitment, then it, it's grown, um, you know, I imagine. So how, how easy was it to do that then? Well, to be honest, um, when we decided to take that leap of faith, mm. uh, leave the corporate worlds and start our own businesses, we started as a freelancers initially. Mm. And I think it was 2018 when we moved everything to a limited company. So it, it took a while to make a proper business out of it, to be honest. Yeah. And the first year was absolutely tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm partly to blame for this because uh, I got used to team around me in the corporate world when you have, you know, loads of people behind you. So I was the face um, and... I was bringing clients, but then I had people to uh, to actually deliver, to, yeah. uh, to you know, to, to, to take care of things. And then I can, boom, I can do more networking. I can do more stuff on social mm. media and, uh, and, and bring that traction to business. Mm. But for our own business, the first year was really tough because uh, I was literally throwing everything to Justine um, and at some point, she cracked and she basically started shouting at me, like, <laughs> why don't you stop throwing everything at me? Um, you know, uh, at the moment, it's just two of us. And, yeah. uh, and I can't do everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, Share uh, the load. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I had to learn, uh, yeah. slow down, um, 
and uh, focus more on uh, on the business internally uh, to build the team, create the processes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had to learn how to be patient. <laughs> Patient, I know, and it's it's so hard, isn't it, when we start a business? As, as you quite rightly say, you know, very often, we, you know, we've come out of an of being employed, and we've got other people to do stuff for us or help us with stuff, which is their expertise. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh wow, I've got to be good at all of this then, um, or at least I've got to be doing all of it. So, so how did you feel about the selling, you know, part of your business then? Because sometimes people struggle with that. I'm, I'm sort of guessing that you're very um, likable sociable person and you know obviously you're a good networker so I'm guessing that bit was probably not uncomfortable for you because you probably never felt like you were selling you were just more you know helping people well you know definitely definitely we we have to make a tough decision okay we need to focus on kind of incremental growth Mm. and focus on the uh to make the business stabilize um and, and then we can move on to other projects because um, we were doing like online conferences, uh, networking workshops, face to face to support the community in the UK. Um, so we, did, we were doing big events for 600 people. Um, it was a lot of things going on, but it, in, internally it was like one big chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and we were creating that big traction around the brand about our, around us, but we uh, missed out so many opportunities because we were able to bring so many people, but we didn't have the right solutions for them. Yeah. We couldn't take them some of the clients on board because we didn't have capacity. Yeah, and uh, so uh, so we had to slow down. Uh, put some projects on hold and uh, focus on the uh, social media business yeah. and, and, and create processes. Uh, so, so that was something that I had to uh, swallow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think I think it was a great decision because now we have a team of eight people. And we are taking on board new people. Yeah. Uh, we have more and more clients. Wow. Now we are at the stage where we can kind of uh, go back to some projects that were put on hold before. Yeah, well, that's fantastic, isn't it? So, I, th- I mean, like you're being incredibly honest and open here, which is, you know, fantastic to hear because I think anyone who starts a business, without doubt, you know, it it never works exactly as you think. And we can all say, I like to say that they're not mistakes, they're learning curves, um, because if we did nothing, we'd learn nothing, would we? So you've got to do some things to know, well, next time I'm going to do that differently, but do nothing and you'll never learn, will you? You know, so, so, well, fantastic. So, so let's talk a bit about your business then. So um, you know, everybody goes to someone for some type of solution or outcome. What types of the things could people expect from you? What do they look for? Absolutely. So in our case, um, professionals who are in need of getting more visibility and getting more clients. Mm. So, uh, so we help our clients on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook and other platforms mm. getting the clients. So they have visible brand uh, with credibility and we do it in a quite particular way, mm. the way I did it in the past. It's like combined networking and social media together right. on a personal brand. Mm. But what I learned 
back in the days when I was working for a law firm is that uh, lawyers and accountants as well are not particularly best at, at you know, kind of sales, social media, oh, yeah, and networking. <laughs> kind of the mindset back in the days was that, um, oh, I'm a lawyer, the clients will come just themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I don't have to do anything. Um, so uh, the whole concept of building the personal brand for lawyers was kind of like, oh, what's the point? Mm. Um, and one of the reasons why I was so successful when I was an employee, because at the early stage of my career, I started to build a per strong personal brand. So people mm. knew me as lawyer in a hat. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then you know and the, that visibility was thanks to networking and mm. thanks to social media. So I was active on Facebook, LinkedIn, and I and in the face-to-face environment as well. Mm. And all together, it's like uh, working together. Two of these um, uh, platforms, uh, when done right, and you yeah. send the right messages, you have a brand with clear mission with values. Mm which is credible and then it's visible, then boom, all of a sudden you have stream of clients. Mm. Uh, so, so it's social media, but it's with a specific aspect of personal brand. So when we work with lawyers or accountants, even if we work with the bigger firms, we try mm. to use the best out of the real people behind the businesses. Mm. But this is where kind of, the, the mix of networking and social media is coming together because mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same. No like trust yeah. and then buy. And so, uh, so we try to squeeze out the best out of people behind decision makers. Uh, um, the people are, who are the front of mm-hmm. a legal firm or accountancy firm uh, because this is where we can stand out from other lawyers and accountants. Mm, fantastic. People like this particular lawyer. They will like this particular accountant. Yeah. But there is something special about them. Some yeah. of them, they have particular sense of humor. Some They have a specific knowledge, specific experience. Yeah. And, and, and it's so cool to show this journey uh, mm. with, uh, with your potential clients on, in a networking environment mm. and social media. Yeah. So to show some stories, uh, we all have stories. So, yeah, so we don't want to go to a boring accountant uh, who is just, you know, showing certificates. Um, yeah, it's important. It's important to have all these for credibility. So, yeah. Um, and obviously, you want to go to an accountant that knows his stuff. And um, but uh, when you have two of them, you will mm-hmm. choose one that mm-hmm. the brand is very strong and is kind of speaking to you and you as a client kind of like yeah I like this guy yeah exactly because yeah let's face it we're all buyers of some kind aren't we we're all buying something and um you know so it's we're drawn to certain people for certain things particularly if there's something that it's quite you know major stuff and we want to get the right person um we absolutely buy into the person it's really important isn't it so really interesting so you predominantly then focus on accountants in the legal sector is yeah i mean your client brilliant okay but what sort of aspect of running a business do you really think oh this bit is just not for me oh, when i think about it is um because i'm a visionary mm. 
So I'm the type of person that is very creative, impactful at the initial stage of the project. Mm. Um, but I will, I will be bored very quickly. So <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like a creator of ideas, of projects. Yeah. And then I need someone who will take over. Yeah. And this is where my fiance and my business partner is coming in because she's complete opposite. She's she, yeah. She uh, she's not a great fan of networking. She doesn't, you know, she, yeah. she she's uh, she's uh, one of these person that like to uh, do her stuff in her own way. Yeah. She likes to sit at the back yeah. and to, to to get it done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, so I think we are a perfect match uh, yeah. both in the real life uh, as a couple and uh, as yeah. a partners as well because mm-hmm. without her. Oh, majority of projects would never come to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. but that's uh, the, the the skill, isn't it? Is knowing that you know, and uh, that you you know you're not great at all of it. Who is great at all of it? None of us are. But it's knowing that you know this is what works the whole thing together. So oh, that's a yeah, great answer. So, what about um, what advice would you give to somebody starting a business now? What would that be? Hmm. I would definitely, one of the advice I would give is that before your leap of faith, Mm. even before, way before you start, start networking to get knowledge, to find Mm -hmm. the right people that you will need in your future business. Mm. And you will be far more way ahead than your competition because... And I, I did it without actually purpose. So I was building my brand mm. before I started my business. Mm. And, and actually, when I started my business, I was kind of forced to do it because I, I was like, okay, I have this employment, which is really nice. I love it. I, mm. I had fantastic boss, people around me, but I have this business as well yeah. mm. that is on the side. And it's becoming kind of like a conflict of interest. Yeah. So I have uh, people, followers, people are that that like to work with me. So mm-hmm. it was no brainer to uh, to finally decide to do the business. I would definitely prepare better for it. Yeah. Like the first year was not the greatest one, but <laughs> it was the mindset thing. But the yeah. great thing about it is that when I started my business, I already had built brand reputation yeah. within my community yeah and literally people were waiting for me to offer them some service brilliant yeah that that's a great great tip definitely so what about the tough days what you know I, when we all have tough days in business sort of what do you do to sort of get beyond those tough days what's your thing <sighs> you know what yesterday I had a day like that mm-hmm. um, I felt overwhelmed kind of like um we all have this type of day, you know, kind yeah. of like you look at the emails, you know, messages, all the tasks to do. Mm. And you kind of like, oh, my God, uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it's like I'm out of control. Mm. And for me, I like I like to go hiking or play mm. basketball, go out there. And uh, thank God I love I, I live in a lovely place where there was plenty of walking, hiking routes. So yesterday, I went out uh, for two and a half hours of hiking, 
listening to podcasts, listening to music, admiring beautiful weather. Mm. And, uh, and it was amazing because all of a sudden, most of the problems that I had me in my head, yeah. I sorted during the, the hike. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're kind of like, I, I meditated on the beach as well. Uh, you know, I took a break in the middle of the hike. So one of the points when I stopped and all of a sudden, like I cleared my mind mm. and all these problems became very small, easy to sort out. <laughs> I know that's the thing, isn't it? It's our imagination is so great at making things so much bigger than they are. And uh, as somebody once said to me, you know, it, the time you're thinking about it, you've actually could have done it twice. So listen, we're on to our last question now. And um, and this is about you paying it forward and thanking somebody that's helped you on your way. And uh, so who are they and why? And you could have a couple of people if you can't pin it down to one. Well, <laughs> definitely. I mean, the, the, my first mentor uh, was my grandfather. Uh, May he rest in peace. Uh, all his golden nuggets when I was a kid mm. stayed with me, uh, like like the like the one I mentioned uh, at the beginning of, of mm. this session today. Um, uh, then it was the uh, the judge, the mm. Jack, uh, and so uh, he inspired me to educate myself. Uh, and from a very poor student in high school, I became one of the top students and. I got to university doing law, and mm. um, so that was a very influential person. And then, then the another person is definitely um, my friend uh, Julie, and uh, because many times in my career she was inspiring me, supporting mm. me. The fact that she left uh, UK and decided to live in Spain, run business from Spain, um, and um, and, and, and she and her husband, uh, Peter, um, they, they inspired us to mm. change our lives, that um, we live, live life now. Yeah. If you want to live in a certain lifestyle, don't put on things on hold. Do, do not mm. you know, live uh, with your mind in the future, but do it now. Mm. So we dropped everything and we decided to live digital nomad lifestyle we're doing it. We're running the business remotely. Um, so definitely this one was a very strong one because it's, it's all about, you know, for you are like the average of five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, thank God I came across so many influential people that mm-hmm. made me break the pattern. Uh, break the pattern. Yeah. After all doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, one of the pieces of advice I could give to anyone, mm. be careful who you are spending time with, whether yeah. they are positive people or negative people. So now I'm spending time with uh, remote workers from around the world, living mm. here in Spain, and uh, coaches, psychologists, trainers, mm. lawyers, accountants. And it's amazing. It's kind of like, mm. usually you have all these excuses. Oh, oh Wojciech, you're so fortunate you live in Spain. Uh, I cannot do it because, you know, kids go to school and they find like, all these excuses. Yeah. And I'm around the people that they they took kids, kids to school. Yeah. yeah? Or yeah. they homeschooling them, whatever. There is always... There is always a way to change your life. So Yeah, absolutely. There is. I, I, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. 
Well, Wojciech, we're there at the end of uh, the session. Um, and I know that uh, people will be listening now thinking, how can they get hold of you? So um, what's sort of the best platforms? What I will do is I'll put the links in the podcast notes to, um, to your information anyway. But uh, you're on LinkedIn. I know that regularly. Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn is a great way to follow, to connect. Uh, yeah, if you're connecting, send a message saying, hey, I listen to the podcast or I know the line. Yeah. And, uh, so let's connect here. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Be, I'll be happy to do that. I'm on Facebook, I'm on TikTok, YouTube, mm-hmm. Instagram. So um, it's easy to find Wojtek Kodjechak uh, with his hat. <laughs> Absolutely. Very distinctive with your hat, which I love. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure and uh, enjoy the rest of your day um, in the sunnier climates than we're having. And um, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you for joining Thank me. You. Thank you for inviting me. It's been, it's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Elaine Atherton. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you'd like to hear more small business owners talk about their business, why they started it and their learnings along the way, then you can subscribe to the shows via all the major podcast platforms to to sum it up, pay it forward. My passion is supporting small business owners. I've created a free 10 minute audio book called Seven Things Accidental Salespeople Need to Know. To receive a copy of this book, just head to my website on www.com two summit up dot com.